baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, we're almost to the end of the week, almost to the end of the year. Hey, I'm Scoot on the air. Glad you're with us on this Thursday, December the 28th. And I could tell uh, driving in today that there are a a lot of people coming into town, a lot of uh, our state license plates uh, driving around. And like I said before Christmas, you know, this is a a time when we need to be a little patient of those people who are in town from out of town. We welcome them to our city, but they don't know where the hell they're going. Sometimes we don't know where we're going. And, you know, you never know when somebody's going to kind of cut in front of you. Or when, when somebody's driving slowly, maybe they're kind of looking for the place that they're supposed to look for. You know, because I find myself, you know, driving slowly sometimes looking for an address or a location. And I feel like the people behind me are getting pissed. And maybe the fact that they're blowing their horns at me is an indication that they are. But uh, let's just, you know, just relax and, and be patient. I hope 2023 has been a good year for you. We'll look back on a few things. And uh, we'll look back on, uh, on a couple of the top songs of the year, according to Rolling Stone magazine. Now, at the end of the show, we're going to end the show with the uh, Rolling Stone magazine's number one song of the year. I am surprised that this song is number one. I don't know if I've ever disagreed more with Rolling Stone magazine over what should be the number one song of the year, but maybe it's an indication of how far out of it I am. Maybe I'm that much out of the loop of popular music that I have no idea how popular this song is. So we're going to play that and talk about that at the very end of the show today. All right, she's running for president, and Nikki Haley um, apparently made reference to the Civil War and didn't mention slavery. And man, she is being bashed from every angle. That's a good sign for her. Because when you start to pick up in the polls, when you start to become a threat, they attack you. So I would think that Nikki Haley's kind of excited about this. But anyway, we'll, we'll cover that. Also, there is a, a controversy over, over Kwanzaa. And there's a legitimate controversy over the, the person who founded Kwanzaa. And... I think it's, it's, it's legitimate. But I don't know that we always have to worry about the origin of something compared to what it means to us today. And as I have gone through the, the principles of Kwanzaa, today is day three, as I've gone through the principles of Kwanzaa, we've talked about it, uh, I don't see why they're not applicable to any culture. And uh, that doesn't dismiss the founder. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later, but I, I do want to address that. Uh, Rafael Goinecci says that uh, New Orleans may be turning the corner on crime at the end of this year. And boy, this year we had a crime wave. And so if before the end of the year we're turning the corner on that, that is really good news. And I, I know people love to bash the city, and, and I don't want to bash the city. I mean, sometimes we have to, but I don't want to bash the city. And if there's, if there's good news and if crime is turning around, that's, that's good news. And to some degree, Mayor Cantrell is going to deserve some of the credit for that. Uh, let's see, what else? Oh, um, New Year's resolutions. They're not easy to keep, are they? We'll talk a little bit about that. 
And we'll be talking to Debbie Bressler a little bit later in the show about the big uh, fireworks display and New Year's Eve on the river, which is just a spectacular sight. Uh, if you've never seen it, it really is amazing. And, you know, I, I love talking about how there's something special about fireworks in New Orleans because the reflection of the fireworks off the Mississippi River and just the sight of the fireworks over the river, it kind of brings up imagery of what I think it might have been like, um, you know, when there was like the, you know, the, the battle for New Orleans and, and you know, the, the rockets red glare and all that kind of stuff and um, bombs bursting in air. I mean, things were a little bit uh, crude back then, but I still kind of have this image of, um, you know, a fireworks kind of dis- display. And so it kind of reminds me of, not that I was around then, but it reminds me of the images that I, that I have of that. So I just think New Orleans is a very special place to celebrate New Year's Eve. And again, I want to mention just very quietly, the fact that Dick Clark New Year, Rockin' New Year's Eve is not here doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, in fact, in, in some ways, it might have actually cluttered up some of, of downtown and, and right there on the riverfront. So, you know, we're going to have a great celebration, uh, just like we do every year, regardless of who's here and who is, uh, is not here. All right. Uh, really, a, a lot to get to this afternoon. Um, if you do want to join us with a comment about anything we talk about, we're going to continue to have kind of a relaxed week this week because it's the week between Christmas and, and New Year's and a lot of people are off. And if you're not off, you're still kind of in that holiday mode. Uh, driving in from West End, I, I usually drive between the Smoothie King Center and the Caesars Superdome. But since they're getting ready for the Sugar Bowl, uh, that was kind of blocked off, so I had to make a little uh, a detour. But it's always exciting when that area is blocked off because it means they're getting ready for some big event. Ian Hoke is our senior producer. He is at the controls in the other studio. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon to you, too, as well. I was thinking about you this morning. Why? While I was driving into work. Why? On the POS 150. Yeah. Because I got caught behind somebody from Tennessee that didn't know what the hell they were doing and oh. was going like two miles yeah. an hour in yeah. 25. Yeah. I got caught behind somebody else from Georgia, didn't know what the hell they were doing. I got caught behind somebody else from Michigan, <laughs> didn't know what the hell they were doing. And at the time, I could hear your voice in my head. <laughs> I could hear you saying, you know, welcome to our city. Please be patient with these people. Calm down. You know, they're looking for a restaurant. They're looking for the parking spot. And I literally, the the Tennessee person I was behind in particular, I can see into their vehicle and I can see them pointing yeah. at various yeah. restaurants along Decatur Street. And, and, and I, is that the one? Is that it? You know, and then, of course, yeah. they make a turn without using their turn signal. And I had to have a. Yeah. <sighs> you know, we just want to be we want to be calm. We want to be patient. But we also want to say. I feel like your battery might be low on that. I Do you think so, that too. Yeah, all right. Well, that sounded better now. Uh, call up to uh, Danny Miller. Danny, if you're listening, we are going to need some C batteries in here. I that think takes, takes yeah. C batteries? Four. It takes four C four, batteries? Four C batteries. This, is a, this is a powerful piece of machinery. I don't know if we have that in the budget, man. Well, I might have to pay for it. Anyway, yeah, let's get this. Uh, let's get this. I don't know. It sounds good now. It sounds good now. So anyway. I was saying, you know, what we want to do is we. Want, we want, <laughs> well, you think we have a? You, you think we have? You think we have roadies that come in here and, and do a sound check before we go on the air? Uh, we no, do not. no, we just go on stage. We just go on the air. All right. So um, uh, uh, we're talking about um, being patient, but what we really want to say is. I don't. Know. I don't know, man. 
That's not looking let's, good. Let's throw some new batteries in that puppy. Maybe just bonk the magic eight ball on it and see yeah, if that works. All right, so uh, Mickey Loomis says uh, the Saints are in a position that nobody likes. Nobody likes where the Saints are right now, and we can all agree with that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're not happy, and, and nobody thought they would be happy with this. But the Saints have some control over what might happen, and they start by winning the game this week. Can they beat the Bucks. The Bucks are hot. Baker Mayfield is hot. Can the Saints shut them down and win? Yes, they can. But will they? They can. It's up to them to tell us whether or not they will. Uh, let's see. What else is there going on? Oh, uh, Lindsey Graham, a Republican from South Carolina, he uh, says that now that Satan is in high school, and, you know, this year there was a, a case of... Uh, uh, a Satan club opening up at a, at a high school because if you can, um, if you can allow uh, Christian groups, then you have to allow a Satan group. And that's the problem with allowing, you know, Christian groups. But also he, um, he, he's talking about this bill, and we were going to talk about this this afternoon anyway. There is a bill in New York from a New York legislator that would force Chick-fil-A to open on Sundays. Now, Chick-fil-A is, um, I would say it's a Christian... Um, based company. I mean, you don't have to be a Christian to work there, I, I guess. I mean, I think they hire people who are probably heathens in, in some cases. But, but the company is run by Christians. And so since it's run by Christians, you, you don't work on Sundays. And so because of their Christian beliefs, they close on Sundays. And so Lindsey Graham says that they, they, should be able to, um, they should be able to close on Sundays because it's, it's God's chicken. You know, and this, that, that kind of bothers me a little bit. And I know he's kind of joking, but the candidates that declare that God is on their side, that, that, you know, you don't know that. They don't know that. They don't know if God is really endorsing them. And I think it's kind of cheap to uh, assume that God endorses you when you don't know. And uh, I, I've heard people refer to it as a Jesus chicken or God's chicken. I refer to it as really good chicken because uh, I don't eat fast food. But if I'm going to eat fast food, that, um, that grilled chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A, I'm going to eat. But I think, it is, I think it is totally wrong to force a business to open up on Sundays. If their Christian beliefs drive them to be closed on Sundays or motivate them to be closed on Sundays, then they should be closed on Sundays. So I don't know what the chances are of this passing, but I, I, do, uh, I, I do think it's wrong. Also, Barbara Streisand has turned 81 this year, and she says she's too old to care what people think about the clothes she wears. You know, I kind of think I got to that point in my life, too. You know, there's an advantage to getting older. And, and you know, if, if you're Zoomer, Millennial, Xer, if you're part of a younger generation, it's really cool when you get older because you, you do gain confidence and it's like, you know, I can really kind of do what I want. I mean, not in terms of breaking the law, but just in terms of, you know, you can be who you want to be. And really, I don't care what age you are, you should feel free to be who you are. All right. Uh, I always like to check in with the early text as we go on the air because we talk about a lot of things that we're going to talk about. Also, uh, remember, we're going to continue with uh, nominations today for the SOTA Person of the Year, and we'll be announcing that toward the end of the show tomorrow. And we're going to let the audience get involved in this. So all of you are going to be involved in selecting the final SOTA Person of the Year for 2023. Now, as I mentioned uh, late in the show yesterday, this has a long, long history behind it. 
Uh, we've been doing this for days now, and uh, we're going to make it a, an annual tradition, but it's it, this is the first year we're doing it. So anyway, think about who you think should be the person of the year. Uh, is it uh, Mayor Cantrell? Is it uh, Dennis Allen? Is it um, Jaden uh, uh, Daniels? Is it Derek Carr? I, I mean, it could be it could be anybody. So we'll we'll continue with those uh, recommendations, and you can text them or call in. And the call uh, talk and text line is five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Okay, Ian, let's uh, get to some of the early texts. Okay. Here's a text <laughs> message that says: After much thought, persons of the year. Danny and Ernie, where would y'all or us listeners be without them? I'm a security guard in a Metairie building. I got to know them around 2011 when they were installing a, a radio station from scratch in the building, La Mega, a Spanish station. Danny's a wizard. I watched him wiring the boards. He made it look easy. He's obviously very experienced. Danny Miller and Ernie Kane are our top tech guys. Yeah, uh, they they do a phenomenal job. I've been in this business a long time. I've worked with Danny and Ernie before at other stations. And when they were hired here, I was thrilled because our tech engineering department was a Charlie Foxtrot before they arrived. And they had to take over a mess. And honestly, these are the people behind the scenes that really do a very efficient job keeping us on the air and making it as easy for us as possible. So, yeah, I would accept them as, uh, as nominees for SOTA Person of the Year. I'm putting them on the list. Uh, here's a text about Chick-fil-A and their Christian management structure. This text says, that's a total myth. My brother owns two Chick-fil-A's in the New Orleans area, and it is not run by primarily Christians. That's totally false. Okay, well then, where does the, where where does the Christian, where do the Christian beliefs come in that causes them to be closed on Sundays? They're closed on Sunday based on that's a day to worship God. So where does that where does that come from? It, it, obviously, at some level, to some degree, it exists or it did exist at at some point. Uh, Chick Fil A has also been involved in controversies in, involving the LGBTQ community based on their. Christian beliefs. So where does that come from? Yeah, it doesn't mean that every franchisee is a practicing Christian, but I mean, perception is reality. Everybody agrees that Chick-fil-A being closed on Sunday and their support or non-support for certain issues that are important to movement Christians everybody knows about that right they've made that very public and they're proud of they're proud of that and it's it's part of who they are so i mean i just said that you know i'm sure they hire some heathens i'm sure there's some heathens that work for 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 chick-fil-a but overall as a company it has been based on a lot of decisions have been based on their christian values yeah they i'm just reading quickly now you know they they have fish sandwiches during lent for people who are practicing uh you know not eating meat during lent They've taken a public opposition to same-sex marriage and some other controversial sort of social issues. So uh, to the texture, yeah, probably not everybody that works there is like that. But if you're looking at the C-suite and the people who are making yep. policies, <laughs> they're, they're Christians. I'm very com- confident with, with what we said about that. Same. Let's move on. Here's a text that says, this is about the tourists driving around. You can't blame the tourists for not knowing where they're going. Half of our streets don't have signs. That is so true. Totally true. That is so true. And it is so frustrating because, you you know, you're on Google Maps or, or some GPS and it tells you to turn on a certain street and there's no streets on there. And there are no street signs sometimes <laughs> on major street intersections with that street. It really is very, very frustrating. Uh, here's a text that says, in regard to Nikki Haley, 
Why are politicians like this? She's on the top of my list of candidates that are neither Trump nor Biden. And she was given a softball question with the follow up of why didn't you mention slavery? And she whiffed. Why not just say, well, of course it was slavery. I hate it here. Look, I, I agree with that text. And, 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 and I think the texter's right. Why is it so easy for these politicians to disappoint us? It's, it's like they're so, they're so paranoid. And, man, I think about Steve Scalise as a classic example. They're so paranoid about offending somebody because of what they really, truly believe. And I have to believe that I, I, I've seen him in church several times. I have to believe that, that Steve Scalise is a very religious person. And, and yet many of the things that he seems to support defy his Christianity. So anyway, why are people so afraid of being who they are? And Nikki Haley was afraid to answer the question the way it should have been answered. And you know, now she's backtracking, of course. I, 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 I feel badly for Nikki, I do, because you know she wasn't prepared for that question and it sucks to get caught off guard in a very public forum like that. But uh, this is such an easy question. And when you boil it right down, the, the people that she's afraid of offending with that non-answer, right are racists yes exactly and that sucks for her that's a bad look i'm glad that she went and cleaned it up already but we kind of already know what your primary instinct yeah. is now nikki you don't want to lose any voters man don't you know don't be a candy ass you know don't don't be afraid to to offend again don't be afraid to offend racists you know if you're a racist and you're offended i don't care it was your choice to be a to be a racist but i you know I, I don't feel badly for Nikki Haley. She's running for president. You want to be president? You better be prepared to answer questions, even questions that you're not prepared to answer. All right. Uh, we're coming to the final days. Well, actually, we're in the final days of 2023, and we'll be uh, talking about that all, all day today. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In 2023, Mick Jagger turned 80 years old and the Rolling Stones came out with a brand new album titled Hackney Diamonds. And this was one of the songs on it. A relative song to today. The song is called Angry. This was new from the Stones in 2023. And we are continuing to remember some of the things in 2023 as we look forward to the beginning of 2024. I'm Scoot on the air. Really glad you're with us. It's a beautiful afternoon. And my walk from the garage to the, the station uh, definitely included a chill I mean, there's a real chill in the air. It's been chilly. It's been cool. But there's a real chill in the air, and it's going to be damn cold tonight. And even on the South Shore, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes, I think you got to bring your plants in tonight. 
you got to bring uh, people in and, and the pets. You know, I know sometimes uh, we, we talk about the pets and don't leave the pets outside. I think we also need to talk about don't leave the parents outside. You know, if, you, if your parents tend to be outside, bring them in. Don't let them sit out there in the cold. They don't know what they're doing. You know, they're just going to flounder around out there. But, you know, bring your parents in because you don't want them to, you know, get too cold out there. Also, the, uh, the freeze protocol is in effect for the city of New Orleans. And I just, I feel, I feel badly for a lot of the people who are homeless at a time like this because you can only make that tent uh, so warm. But I think there's going to be a place for everybody to go um, tonight. All right. Um, so we were talking about uh, uh, Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley. Uh, missing a, an easy question, and she was, she was asked. Um, he, she was asked about this uh, at a, at, at a, like a town hall type meeting. This was in uh, Berlin, New Hampshire, and an audience member asked her, "What was the cause of the United States Civil War?" Well, first of all, that's not even a question that relates to running for president. It's a legitimate question. Every question is a legitimate question, but that's not a question that relates to running for president. What is the cause of the United States Civil War? Haley replied, well, we don't come with easy questions. She said, I mean, the Civil War was basically about um, how the government was going to be run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. And she was bashed for not specifically saying slavery. Now, she's kind of going back on this, and we're learning a little bit more about this. And Ian just did some, some quick research during the break. And uh, what did you find out about the questioner? On that same uh, interview that she gave to this guy, to, what, to, on the radio station in New Hampshire where she was this morning, where she says, of course it was about slavery. I don't blah, blah, blah. She's now saying it was a Democrat plant, that this person was specifically put in the audience by Joe Biden or Barack Obama, or who the hell knows, specifically to trip up Nikki Haley. She thinks this because the guy refused to give reporters his name, which of why would you want to give reporters your name? You think this guy wants a bunch of yahoos showing up at his door or swatting him or harassing him on social media? It, it makes sense to me that given the gravity of this moment now for Nikki Haley's presidential campaign, this guy doesn't really want to be publicly identified. So that, that doesn't mean he's a Democrat plant. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's just a lot of excuse making, it seems like. Yeah. If he is a Democrat plant, so what? I mean, the that's, question remains that, the same. That, that's, that's right. That's part of politics. I mean, if, look, if you're a politician and if you think that your competition is not going to try to undercut you or put you in a tough situation, then you're totally naive and you shouldn't even be running for president. You know. Did she just did she leave slavery out because she didn't even want to address the issue or did she just miss it? I mean, I, I, I don't know, but it seems like Nikki Haley in this situation is just so paranoid about saying the right thing. And that's the problem with our politicians today. They're so afraid to say the wrong thing. They don't say the right thing. They don't say what's really on their mind. They don't speak from their heart. And then sometimes when they speak from their heart and it turns out to be the wrong thing, according to what everybody's saying or the backlash, then they go, oh, well, no, I really didn't mean that. So, I mean, it's really so messed up. Uh, you know, the politicians today are it's, the whole system. It's been flawed from the very beginning and it is, is it's flawed now. But I don't feel badly for Nikki Haley because you've got to be prepared to answer questions. And if you want to be president of the United States, you better know that there are people who are going to come after you and attack you. 
And if you don't think that's the case, just talk to Donald Trump because he'll tell you. But whoever is president, whoever's running for president, and when you start to get a little bit of a lead, you are going to um, you're, you're going to totally come in contact with people who want to take you down. And you have to be prepared. Let's go to Baton Rouge. John, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Happy New Year. Oh, happy New Year to you. Thanks. Um, you know, there is a right-wing fiction out there that the Civil War was not really about slavery. It was about states' rights. And that's easily refuted because um, the states' right that it was about was the right to own people as property. So right. it was about slavery. Um, and it's luckily, you know, with the Internet, uh, you can easily find this information. Just go read the Articles of Secession from South Carolina, from Mississippi, from the states that seceded. And they say very clearly, this is them. It is about slavery. So um, there's a lot of silliness out there, but it reflects poorly on her that she just couldn't uh, give an answer. And, John, it's interesting that there are are many um, right-wingers, especially the right-wing radicals, who are different from just general Republicans and general conservatives, but the right-wing radicals are, you know, they want to try to remove uh, white guilt uh, you know, they talk about how there shouldn't be white guilt, but they're they're working on trying to remove white guilt by uh, erasing slavery or making seem like it, it wasn't a, an issue. John, glad you called the show and a very, uh, very happy new year. Uh, let's go to Ian with a couple of your texts. Sure thing. Here's a text message that says, Scoot, can I quote you on that? If you want to be president, you have to be prepared to take questions you are not prepared to take. How exactly do you do that? How do you do what? How do you prepare yourself to answer a question that you're not prepared to take? Well, she knew the answer to the question. She held back. She held back part of the answer because of the paranoia that there, she would get backlash from the, the right-wing radicals that she, you know, they, because they're, they're trying to remove slavery from the Civil War because they're trying to remove white guilt. They're trying to just get this off the off the table. Let's just pretend that that was not the cause of the Civil War. Uh, you could argue that it was about e- the economy, and as our caller just said, about states' rights, but it really came down to being about slavery. Um, but yet there's been an attempt to erase that. So Nikki Haley knew the answer. She just didn't get the answer right. And if you don't get answers right, that goes against you when you're running for president. Yeah, here she is saying, no, I knew it was about slavery the whole time, but she doesn't really finished that sentiment. She doesn't explain why in that moment she couldn't say it. Now what she's doing is blaming it on Democrats. Well, and and, and, the, and I think one of the real issues with Republicans today is that if they are not willing to call out the right-wing radicals, you know, they're not going to win. And they might not even win the White House, even though Trump looks really strong in, in, in polls. But Republicans did not do that well in the midterm elections. Republicans have have suffered some losses, and it's because of the steering of the right-wing radicals. Not the mainstream conservatives, not the mainstream Republicans, not the moderate Republicans, but they're accepting direction from the right-wing radicals, and it's hurting the party. I'm 100% certain that not every Republican primary voter in New Hampshire is a racist or ever supported racism or would support slavery or any of that sort of stuff. But if there's a few, you can be certain that they're going to be the loudest in the room and of that course. there's going to be a snowball effect. And, you know, voters are kind of 
liable to do what voters on either side of them are doing. And they're going to start kind of then suddenly instead of having one racist voter that you made upset, you have one racist voter and five other not racist voters. And now they're all turning against you because of this this the blood that's in the water. But essentially. Think how think how bold it would be if a if a candidate said, look, this is my answer. This is the truth. And if this offends some people, even within my party, I'm sorry, but this is the truth. My God, an answer like that would be so refreshing. I'll leave you with this one. This is James and Harvey who asks, Scoot, could the questioner also have been a Republican plant? Because today, even negative publicity is good publicity. She may have wanted more news time. Well, or it could have been it could have been Ron DeSantis's people. It, Absolutely. I mean, it could have been. It, in Vivek. fact, it's more likely it's somebody from the Republican Party who's trying to to uh, make her look bad so they win the nomination than it is a, a Democrat plan. Also, a California Republican is um, bashing a state law that would require stores to carry gender neutral toys. Yeah, we'll have fun talking about that. All right. One of the things that will define 2023 is the war between Israel and Hamas and the protests that took place in this country. Um, Many of them in favor of Hamas. But uh, this is a brutal, brutal part of 2023. All right. When we come back, I want to tell you about the conservative dad's calendar and why the conservative dad's calendar is being criticized. I'm Scoot on the air. Happy New Year, and we'll be right back on WWL. There is a new company. It is uh, called the Ultra Right Beer Company. And they, uh, they promote the selling of anti-woke beer, a response to Bud Light's collaboration with trans, um, trans uh, contributor on, on social media, Dylan Mulvaney. So what they're doing is they're promoting a new calendar, This is Ultra-Right Beer's new calendar, the Conservative Dad's Real Women of America 2024 calendar. This calendar features Riley Gaines, Dana Lausch, and Sarah Gonzalez, among others, scantily clad, sometimes maybe some in a string bikini. There's a sexy Christian housewife. There are large guns and a T-shirt. Are you looking this up right now? Huh? What? No. Uh, sorry. <laughs> keep, keep, keep going. You know, I talk about something. I was typing called? in Sexy the other conservative room. What? Conservative Dads Real Women of America 2024. It's 12 women. They consented to this happening. And some women on the right are just outraged that there is this lusting, calling it dishonorable. <laughs> look at, look, these are, you know, these are, these are reputable people within the right wing movement. And so they're in you know, different stages of um, opposing. Riley. Uh, string bikinis and other things. I mean, they're posing. They're posing in very sexual, sensual ways. Oh, man. And some conservatives are saying that if conservatives are supposed to love family and pride themselves on being part of a movement that's going to change culture, then they need to not do things like this. And it's hard to respect um, it's hard to respect a movement when the movement is supposed to protect women and build strong families and show a change in the culture when it does things like show women in this kind of situation under conservative packaging. Huh? What? Did you say something? Yeah, you're looking at the calendar. So I'm looking yeah. at the calendar now. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, some of these like Riley Gaines obviously is in a swimsuit that tracks some of these other babes, you know, like. 
the kind of classic line, I'm leaning on a sports car in my Daisy yeah. Dukes. I got a swimsuit on. Then there's Dana. <laughs> Dana Lash, <laughs> who's wearing pants and an ultra right beard T-shirt and holding up two, you know, big ass guns. Uh, I don't know. One of these things is not like the other. Like, I don't I mean. We're all here to do what we're all here to do. I'm not going to yuck somebody's yum. If you want to look at Dana Lash fully dressed, holding up these two giant guns. Well, a, if guns turn you on. I mean, yeah, if you're a uh, amosexual, okay, I guess it's for you. <laughs> amosexual. See, me, I, I would keep it on the Riley Gaines. Like, if Riley Gaines is January, I'm, I'm going to keep it on that all year round. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. She's pretty but, uh, Ashley yeah, St. Clair looks good. She's got kind of a breakfast at Tiffany's thing going on here. Yep. I don't think I'm going to buy this calendar, but the, they they did a good job. But it's interesting. It's, some people are upset that that the conservative dads would have a that there would be a calendar appealing to conservative dads, and it's a calendar of of uh, female pinups. Yep. sounds kind of woke. Yeah, I mean, it sounds uh, very woke to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, so there's a Republican that is bashing a state law that would require stores to have gender-neutral toy sections. Gender-neutral toy sections. All right, we're going uh, to talk about that in, in the next hour. And also, I, I, I want to address this controversy concerning the founder of Kwanzaa. And, you know, today is the third day of Kwanzaa, and it's something we've been talking about all week, well, since it started. Today is day three, and the principle of today is collective work and responsibility. But a lot of people are focusing on the founder of, of Kwanzaa, and we're going to talk about that in the next hour. It's worth addressing, although I think we can put things in, in, uh, in perspective and, and not hold Kwanzaa accountable completely or not define Kwanzaa completely by the person who, um, who invented it. Uh, even though he invented it, uh, there are a lot of things about Kwanzaa that I think uh, are worthy of, of understanding and practicing. Uh, within communities and, of course, uh, as far as America is concerned. Hey, here's kind of a, a sad note on the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar. Um, Tommy Smothers of the Smothers Brothers uh, has died. He's 80, he was 86 years old, and he's, uh, he's passed away. And this was the theme from the, uh, the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour, and it was uh, a funny show. I mean, when, when it was really um, not cool to do jokes about Vietnam— they did jokes about Vietnam. They dealt with very controversial topics, and I know there was some controversy that might have uh, at some point kicked them off the air. But Tommy and Dick Smothers looked like these really two clean-cut guys, but, man, they were pushing the envelope with the, uh, the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. I'm Scoot on the air, and we'll be right back on WWL. All right, sad, uh, sad day on the Scoot on the Air rock culture calendar. On this day in 2015, we lost Lemmy. Lemmy, the lead singer, frontman for Motorhead. Man, there are a lot of Motorhead fans out there. Um, not a mass appeal group, but boy, they sure had a tremendous following. This is the day Lemmy uh, died of cancer. All right, uh, coming up in the next hour, we'll address the uh, controversy over the uh, founding of Kwanzaa. And also, let's talk about this uh, California Republican who doesn't... Uh, who, who, who wants a law requiring gender-neutral toy sections. Wow. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 